We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. In the last segment, we featured Alex McFarland, who is an author of several books. He's co-host of Exploring the Word, heard on American Family Radio. He is a college professor, and he speaks across the country. Since January, uh, Alex, you said you'd been in 22 states already. That's right, right. So, uh, well, first off, wow. <laughs> again, we do want to say we appreciate you being here, taking your time with us. In the last segment, we did talk about why uh, you've seen some of the common themes in the stories you've heard of people who have left the faith, but... In your book, you talk about how you have hope for this generation and how there's one thing that this generation you think is, is stronger at than maybe previous generations, and that is their, their kind of activism, their uh, missions yes. emphasis. They want to serve. Tell us a little bit about, about that aspect, uh, because we don't want to beat people over the head, but oh, we yeah. do see hope. Yeah, and you know, one of the virtues of the millennials is they have got a work ethic that is really awesome and a heart for service. Hmm. Um it's it's been my joy to help lead teams to developing nations, and we do mission work. I mean, um, a couple of years ago, with uh, focus on the family, we went to Peru, and we were in the slums of Peru, a place called Miraflores. It was really, really, really impoverished, and yet, you know, you know what we did? We we took water, we took shampoo, we washed people's hair. There are a lot of people that don't get to take a bath like we do. So we set up these troughs. It was an elaborate thing, and um, some companies donated shampoo. But people stood in line literally by the hundreds and hundreds. What we would do, we would wash their hair and talk to them, <laughs> and then we would say, now sit on this hillside over there, and we're going to talk to you while your hair dries in the sun. <laughs> we saw, if you can believe this, now we had 600 people in this team, and these were all millennials. Um, and we saw 50,000 people make a decision for Christ. But here's the thing. I thought, these millennials, they have such a heart to serve people, to, to go and wash people's hair for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i got to tell you, 25 years ago when I started in youth ministry, my kids, uh, they, they, that would have been a tough sell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to applaud the millennials they will dig a well. They will wash the hair of a of a street person in Peru. Mm-hmm. They have got a heart for service, and this is something that we in the church need to be thankful for. They're not afraid to get their hands dirty to serve and help others, and that's exciting. And we've seen that firsthand here at EngageMagazine.net because just a couple months ago, or actually annually, we work with E3 Partners and Tom Doyle and his two sons who are millennials, and they're all engaged. They do all kind of work in the Middle East Mm -hmm. with the Muslims. So we've seen that firsthand, and we've been a part of conferences where we've seen that. And that's one thing that we can, hopefully that can be a segue, you know, to transition and say, hey, we're doing this really good. You know, my wife always says, if you're going to criticize or constructively criticize someone, you always lead in with something they do well. Right, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And so that would be something they do really well. Well, I want to say this. Um, My generation had truth. This generation has grace. Mm -hmm. The Bible says Jesus came with grace. Grace and truth. Right. Now, we need both, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's got to come from Scripture. I mean, and that's why, you know, whenever we whenever we write an article or whenever we're doing a radio program, we, we try to always bring things back to the Scriptures. Uh, now, Alex, I do want to talk about one thing. You are in the studio. You are here at AFA for a very specific reason. I want to get into this before we uh, move forward. We are in the... I'm kind uh, of worried we, where you're going with this. No, this is this is the week. Now, our share uh lasts three days. That's right. Um, so it's, it's technically over. However, 
We do want to just simply put out something, um, and that is this. If you've enjoyed EngageMagazine.net, if you've enjoyed our radio program, um, you're the reason that we do this, but also you're the, um, uh, you give us the ability to do that. So if you want to support us, um, you can go to EngageMagazine.net. We have a donate button on the page, and you can support us and help us to continue uh, doing the kind of work that we do here. Let me let me add something to that yeah, too, because once you get there, the first thing you're going to notice on the Engage Magazine donate page, you'll you'll see our mission statement. You can click mm-hmm. on it, but you'll also see that we're accredited by ECFA and Charity Me Navigators, and we've been considered a four-star out of four-star, top of our class in the it's way It's not that four we, out of five. No, it's no. Four is the highest. Yeah, four yeah. out of four stars. And so uh, we would appreciate it. And we've intentionally, intentionally not asked for any money for the first 18 months mm-hmm. of our ministry because we wanted you to be familiar with it and we didn't want to come out of the shoot asking for money but the reality is there comes a point in which we have to let you know just informational that we are listener supported our website is listener or Followers supported. Yeah, visitor supported, visitor supported, however supported. we want to say that. And so we would yeah. appreciate a 5 or $10 or $15 gift, whatever you can do to help us continue with yeah, our program. absolutely. Now, going back to uh, to your book, uh, Jason Jimenez, did mm-hmm. I say that correctly? Jimenez. Right. Jimenez. Jimenez. Okay, <laughs> yes. awesome. Uh, just tell us a little bit. He's a co-author of the right. book, Abandoned Faith, Why Millennials Are Walking Away and How You Can Lead Them Home. He's your co-author. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, he's um, originally from Arizona. He was a pastor and, and he was also a youth pastor, and he's a, a dear brother, and we have done some events around the country together. We've actually written two books together. We wrote one called Stand Strong America, which is about the godly foundation of the country and seeking revival. Then um, Focus on the Family had asked me to write this book, and I said, look, I've got this guy, and he's younger than me. He's about 30. And I'm 53, but we tour together. We speak in many cities. He's an exciting, dynamic Christian leader. Um, let's bring him into this project. So we worked on it together, and um, he's a great guy. And uh, Jason Jimenez, you can find him online. He does a lot of his own stuff. I do a lot of my own stuff, and we do some stuff together. Yep, that's great. So when we're talking about um, the the different books that you've written, and we're talking about, all, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I love to read. Um, uh, I've not same been here. afraid of, of saying that on the program, but there's one thing. Uh, I recently got a chance to read the book Forensic Faith by J. Warner Wallace. Oh, yeah. Great um, guy. Great book. But one of the things he talks about in the book that I wanted to get your, uh, your reaction to, he says that we need to stop teaching and start training. Mm-hmm. The reason he says that, he says, this is the quote, teaching is focused on imparting knowledge. Training is focused on preparing for a challenge. And especially millennials in today's time in our age and our era, we're going to have our faith challenged. Do you think that uh, Christian, young Christians are equipped to meet those challenges head on? Uh, many are not equipped to meet those challenges head on. And that's why relationship and, and really mentoring is so important. And frankly, it is a part of the Christian experience. Um, if you want to bring uh, a lapsed believer back or if you want to win somebody who's maybe a little bit hostile, it's got to be a relationship. And you spell relationship T-I-M-E. Mm-hmm. And I so in kn- other words, don't win an argument. Yeah. It, apologetics is not about arguing. Right, right. It's not about winning an argument. It's about winning a person. Mm-hmm. And, and I've I got to tell you guys, it took me a long time to come to this mindset. Somebody who's invested in me is a guy named Josh McDowell. And Josh McDowell... Um, I am who I am because of his investment in me. 
And probably 15 years ago, we were working on a project um, and an event, and we've toured and done a lot of things together. And Josh said, Alex, um, moving into the future, it's going to be less about data, more about relationships. Mm -hmm. Now, there's three attributes in a relationship. There's trust, honesty, respect. Trust, honesty, respect. Now, as you... As, as somebody feels safe with you and feel and there's trust, there will be a tipping point when you need the information. Sure. But, yeah, but yeah. I want to say, um, if you've got a friend who's an atheist, don't just cut to the chase and start, you know, being up in their face about God. I mean, do we want to talk about the Lord? Of course. But just do life together. Mm-hmm. You know, eat together. Be friends. Grow. Let them know. Don't, don't ever back down on your Christianity. Sure, absolutely not. But— Here's one of my core values. Invest in people with no expectation of return. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do we want them to get saved? Do we want them to be biblical in their views about sexuality, morality? Of course, of course. And we, we never budge an inch. God's word is God's word. But I've got atheist friends. I've got some that have come to Christ, and we've baptized after they've gotten saved. And they're in church, and they're going. But nowadays— the pre-conversion ramp-up time sometimes can be very long, mm-hmm. and and we've got to be their friend and love them, and frankly, deepen that relationship whether they ever come to Christ or not. You know, there's also play, every time I think about that. Because I've written an article on this in EngageMagazine.net, and when I think about that, I think about the place in, where Paul speaks in Corinthians. The first, I think it's I think it's Corinthians one. Or First Corinthians, I think, where he says that I become all things to all men, that I may win some. It's not that we adjust our faith mm-hmm. at all. You know, we don't compromise anything that God says. But he's willing to uh, understand the atmosphere, the culture that they're raised in, the language, in order to be uh, respectful and to be um, uh, helpful to win in some. It's that relationship is yeah, what yeah. you were talking about. Um, it's what I would call relational apologetics. For, for years, there was... Oh, one. that's an article right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. We're yeah. going to hold you on that one. <laughs> okay, good. There's been evidential apologetics, as in evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, um, every now and then at colleges, they'll say, is there any non-biblical evidence for Jesus? Yes. Hey, by the way, think about this. Julius Caesar, that nobody would question, within 150 years of his life, 10 sources reference Julius Caesar. Well, within 150 years of Jesus's life, 42 sources reference Jesus. Oh, wow. So that's evidence. Sure. People ask for evidence. Nowadays, there's what I might call relational apologetics. Okay, 1 Peter 3.15, be ready to give an answer. Yay, we all know that verse. First Peter, be ready to give an answer. For 1 Peter 2.15, this is the will of God, that by doing well, you will put to silence the arguments of foolish men. By doing okay. well. First Peter three fifteen is about um, what we believe. First Peter two fifteen is really about who we are. That um, we should live a life that is is so obviously shining for Christ. Even a, a skeptic could say, you know what, he's for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might not be a Christian, but I, I got to admit that Wesley Wildman, he's the real deal. And and as there's trust. Honesty, respect. In time, and I've seen it many times, people will there'll finally be that that critical decision moment where they say, Okay, I want what you've got. And I, 
Yeah. And I've seen that over and over again. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening this afternoon. If you missed the first segment, you can go to EngageMagazine.net. There's a tab at the top that says Podcast. Click on Podcast and you can catch our most recent episode. And anything we discuss today, we'll put in the show note links below. One thing we haven't done, we didn't do in the first segment, and we've only got a couple minutes left, so we're going to do it multiple times. Where can they find your book? Yep. Oh, God bless you. Well, um, anywhere. And I, I know a lot of my stuff is at the AFAStore.net. Um, you know, any of the online retailers and then um, and also, you know, the stores, uh, bookstores everywhere. But um, my own website, AlexMcFarland.com, we've got blog articles. We've got, you know, all my books and things like that. And we're gonna, we'll, we'll provide a link that's to it, that we'll in, provide the, it. in the show notes. You can find that in EngageMagazine.net slash podcast. Alex, I do want to ask you something uh, because I think that whenever we talk about millennials, we always do so with an eye toward the future. Now, I know you're not a futurist. Uh, you no. can't predict what's coming down. Yes. Um, but I do want to see. I do want to ask you: What do you see coming down um, in the future for our country in light of what you know about millennials? Well, hey, great question. Um, it is impossible to overstate the size of the millennial demographic, mm. um, culturally, politically, in the workforce, economically, and yes, spiritually. The millennials, bigger than Gen Xers, bigger than the Boomers, by 2020. I mean, think about this. By 2020, the millennials will be the dominant force in politics, culture, uh, the economy, the workforce. So it's a huge demographic, and it's a group that God loves. But, but I will say this, and listen, listen very carefully. Um, two forces are wrestling for the future of the country. There's uh, socialism, progressivism, and there's Islam, mm-hmm. really. Um, Two forces are are arm wrestling for the future that you will live, the iron fist of statism, socialism, the iron sword of Sharia. One reality has the power to hold those two dark things at bay, and that's Christianity. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we need to really pray and invest and prioritize. Last question, because we have been talking about your book, uh, Abandoned Faith, Why Millennials Are Walking Away and How You Can Lead Them Home. And one of the things that we do like to talk about on uh, on our program are books that we want to read. And so I want to ask you, Alex, what book are you reading right now? Well, right now I'm reading a book by a very fine scholar, Jerry Newcomb. It's called The Unstoppable Jesus Christ. Jerry Newcomb was kind of the brain trust for D. James Kennedy and Coral Ridge Ministries. And Dr. Kennedy was out there with worldview and apologetics pretty much before anybody else was. Jerry Newcomb wrote this book. It's basically what the world would be like if Jesus had not existed because art— So it's a, it's a wonderful life with Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, an amazing book about how the life of Christ has really shaped the entire history of the world. I'm afraid I may have undated or dated myself as a pre-millennial <laughs> saying it's a wonderful life. But if you've enjoyed this, you can always go back and listen to it again at EngageMagazine.net slash podcast. We want to thank Alex McFarland, author of Abandoned Faith. Uh, thanks for being here, brother. As always, you can find out great content, uh, writings by Alex, by Wesley, by myself at EngageMagazine.net. Until next week, keep sharing truth and applying scripture.